What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. back with another episode of the tan and j man show as you can see uh tanner is still not with us and that's probably why we had a record number of views last <laughs> week um, on isc sports network we are joined by our good friends evan webb and cameron street and how are you guys tonight good j man how you doing doing pretty 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 good how how warm is it in uh kansas city cam 68 today 68 oh, wow. doing great Feeling Gosh, great. That's amazing. I think it's like 52 here, but in late February, it feels like 75. Yeah, here so was, it touched like 60. Yeah, I was walking around with no coat on today. It was it was glorious. Um, but another episode of the Tan and J Man Show. We got college hoops. We got college hoops. We have college hoops, and maybe we'll sprinkle in some baseball or something like that. Uh, before we get going, I have a trivia question for you guys. It's actually an NBA trivia question. Um, Josh Giddy. For Oklahoma City, he's a, a rookie out of Australia, has eight 10 assist games. Uh, he broke a tie with Luka Doncic for third most such games by a teenager in NBA history. Who are the two players with more? More 10 assist games as teenagers in NBA history. So you guys can give your answer at the end of the show. But Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh. Locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com, to get some veggies. Um, I say we just start out with, well, it's President's Day, and Tanner gave me this idea. Um, So he wants us to give a Mount Rushmore of sorts. I guess we could do an NFL Mount Rushmore, an NBA Mount Rushmore, and then a Major League Baseball Mount Rushmore. Um, so who is on your guys' NFL Mount Rushmore? I mean, you got Tom Brady on there, I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which we don't want to say, but. Yeah, Tom, I'm trying to think. Would Peyton be in that top four? I mean, definitely an argument. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. like different different positions. I was like, say if we do like a different position, like the best quarterback, best yeah. running back, yeah, or like, could it be just best four ever? Yeah, which it'd be pretty easy to pick four quarterbacks, I guess. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you could put like a Jim Brown on there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a Walter Payton, Bruce Smith. I think he's the all time. I know a lot of people would put like Lawrence Taylor on there, but I don't, mm-hmm. we we weren't old yeah, enough right. to watch him. Um, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's probably going to be. Yeah, yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, he's he's 
he's trending up to that Mount Rushmore. He might be, I think I said this last week too, he might be the best football player I've ever seen. Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable. He's it's ridiculous. And he's he's undersized too, according to people. But then he, he, he takes his pads off and it's just, he has 20-pack abs. <laughs> um, abs I could only, I, I could literally only dream of. Like some other world I'd have to go to in order to get those abs because I don't have that a, sort of work ethic. Video of him in the parade of him taking his shirt off. And I was like, that is a large man. That's <laughs> <laughs> a strong man. Yeah. Um, Jerry like Brown. Re- receivers. I'm trying to think Jerry Rice. I Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. He'd yeah. probably be in that top four. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady, Jerry Rice. Which I don't even know who would be considered the greatest defensive back of all time. I just we had just always heard like champ growing up. Yeah, but yeah. I know before that, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, Ronnie Lott, I guess, Ronnie was Lott. good back in the day. Um, Dick Night Train Lane, I think his nickname was. I think he's the all-time interceptions leader. Interceptions leader. Um, of course, Rod Woodson was good when we were growing up. So was Charles Woodson too, for that mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, he was. Um, the NFL's Daryl Revis had like three or four years where he was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah Revis Island. I remember that. I I wonder if he's even going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, don't know. I just remember that stretch where he was like insane. Yeah, he um. What when was that? I remember him coming out of pit, and then he he had like a four year stretch, as you said, where he was just ridiculous. Uh, but then he got hurt and he got traded to Tampa Bay, I believe it was. He just he wasn't as good, so it, I I don't know if the <clears throat> Pro Football Hall of Fame will put him in based off an unbe- unbelievable four or five year stretch. Yeah. But I mean, you have other guys where their peak was shorter, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a good one though. Der- uh, it, it's almost easier to do like a Mount Rushmore of the past twenty years or something. Yeah. That's what we watched, but um, yeah, the NFL is more difficult than the NBA, I would say. <laughs> You got MJ, Kobe, you got uh, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah. like obviously like Wilt or Kareem, maybe. Yeah, Magic. <laughs> I mean, um, I think LeBron, maybe. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah, you almost have to put him on there, or uh, people will be mad at us. Um, <laughs> Jordan, I mean, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. There's, Shaq there's was no, dominant. Dominant. Shaq yeah. was dominant. Um. I wonder if if he would have stayed in Orlando, if he would have um, – I, I mean, his legacy would have still been pretty dang good. They couldn't win a championship, but the fact he went to a championship with Orlando saying something in itself mm-hmm. with him and Penny Hardaway and then um, the Lion and Nick Anderson missing a bunch of free throws to, uh, <laughs> to choke it away. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Wilt. Wilt was – Wilt might be the greatest player ever. No one even really talks about it. Uh, Because it was a different era, but he was putting up 50 points and 30 rebounds a game back then, which is just (laughs) insane. Um, I mean, Bill Russell, you throw on there too. I mean, you got, I mean, there's so many stupid names. And yeah, Bill Bill Russell was the winner and he was a great defensive player. Um, Yeah, that's a good one. Freaking Tanner making us think (laughs) on a Monday night. Um, Baseball, baseball is probably the most difficult. Yeah. Um I'd put Bonds on there. I'd put Bonds on there. And he, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should too. 
I think you put Trout on there, even though he's not done yet. <laughs> yeah, he, the numbers he's putting up have literally never been seen before. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He, and he just keeps getting better, it feels like, yeah. every year. He's he's was he he was hurt last year right for yeah majority of the season yeah um, but still you, you look at a slash line and it's the exact same as it was every single year yeah. even though he played fifty games or whatever and his walks keep going up and his K's keep yeah. going down <laughs> yeah yeah um, which is scary because that that was the one thing he'd strike out like hundred seventy times a year um, mm-hmm. but I mean he'd still walk and all that but the fact is K rate's going down while he's still hitting tanks. Um, it's impressive. Yeah. And he's still stealing bases too. He's still fast. Yeah. Um, it's a good one from New Jersey too. You don't see cold weather high no, school players. No, yeah. Um, I think he, he went what 25th overall or something in 2009. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he should be on there. Did the, did the Cardinals, sorry, go off topic. Did the Cardinals take Randall Gritchick right before him? Is that who they picked? The Cardinals. So- so the the Angels took the Angels took Trout, and then the Angels took Randall Gritchick right oh, after okay. him. Okay, maybe I had or it or maybe Gritchick was first. Trout was I, I don't remember, but the maybe. Angels had like back to back picks, or it was like they picked twenty fifth and twenty seventh or something like that. Okay, then I was um, wrong. I was, wrong. I was I, hoping I, to get a Cardinals dig in there, but never. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish we could get a Cardinals dig in there. Um, I, you know what? My internet allows me. I think I'm going to go look up when Trout was drafted um, or who was drafted before him. Cause really the class was not that good. I remember. Um, Do you see uh, today that uh, the MLB players association and major league baseball got together and their meeting lasted more than 15 minutes. Like it did last time. It's crazy. What's going to happen. I honestly don't know. I don't know either. I mean, what is it? All the all the players are pushing for kind of to get away from that six year. Yeah, what is it the, called, where the team has control of you, your contract for six years. They kind of want to get rid of that. Yeah, and they want the major league minimum raised from I think it was like five seventy five to I, I don't know the number they're asking, but major league baseball offered I think it was six hundred twenty thousand or something like that. Which I mean that's. 50,000 or so. Um, Steven Strasburg went number one that year. Yeah. Uh, which he's been pretty good. Obviously, none of these players are as good as Trout. No, so Gritchick went 24th to the Angels and Trout went 25th. Okay. Gotcha. Um, the best player taken before Trout was Strasburg. And then the second best is either AJ Pollock or Zach Wheeler. Um, we can make fun of the Reds because the Reds took Mike Leak. <laughs> so I'm I'm totally fine making fun of the Reds for not taking. Uh, can we also make fun of the White? We can also make fun of the White Sox who took Jared Mitchell, 23rd. Jared Mitchell. Yep, center fielder out of LSU. Never made it to the bigs. <laughs> Sorry, Evan, you could add Mike Trout. Um, I know. Cubs didn't pick till 31 that year, so we can't make fun of them. They took Brett Jackson, though, so that was bad in mm. itself. But. I can say that for a lot of my yeah. teams, it could have had someone elite. It's been yeah. Mitch Trubisky <laughs> or... uh, but it's 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 more fun to make fun of the White Sox uh, than fine. to do that. It's <laughs> fine. Um, but, um, yeah, Major League Baseball still, the spring training got postponed, uh, which stinks. But uh, 
hopefully they're they're hoping by the end of the week that they'll have a deal done. Sounds like they're going to meet all week from what I could read. Um, hopefully they'll get a deal done and they won't have to postpone any major league regular season games. I think they said the deadline for that was March 5th. So in, in order to not postpone any uh, regular season games, they have to have a deal done by March 5th. I had a um, tough time seeing them not getting a deal done originally. Um, yeah. Just seeing how negotiations have went. It just is like, geez, man. <laughs> Yeah, really um, going to start on time. Like they they said they were both motivated, but then Major League Baseball didn't pick up a phone for like forty four days or something like that. Um, I I really thought they were going to have a deal done like in by the end of January because it seems like both sides should be really motivated since they lost a ton of money in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but they obviously and you know I'm I'm not on the owner side at all. I I hate the owners and I. <laughs> I hate Rob Manfred. Hate him. <laughs> he is my least favorite sports figure. If you can even call him a figure, he's he's a lawyer that just yeah. happens to be uh, yeah. running Major League Baseball. Um, but he is clearly not on the player side, and I mean, I kind of understand it because the owners are his boss, essentially. Yeah. Um, but you look at like the NBA, where Adam Silver is such a player's. Mm-hmm. Um, commissioner and that's just it hasn't even Roger Goodell is so much more of a player's commissioner now than he was even three or four years ago and we still hate Um, Roger Goodell it's a sad part yeah we still hate Roger Goodell um, but I'm finding myself liking him more and more every time Rob Manfred opens his mouth Um, so it's 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 frustrating because we love baseball so much and um, I don't I think spring training I don't know when it was actually supposed to start um, but it's obviously postponed, as I said. So, uh, I even watch spring training games on Marquee Sports Network. Uh, so not having any baseball on. Good thing is it seems like I'm watching more college baseball games. College games are fun um, as, as long as uh, college coaches don't bunt. I'm <laughs> sure you with that 100%. Yeah, I'm sure you have thoughts on that, Camo. Do you, do you guys uh, – Camo is an assistant coach at Mid-American Nazarene University. Assistant baseball coach, I could say. Um, do you do you guys have teams that do like the get a guy on first and it's an automatic bunt? Yeah, we do, um, and we love playing those teams. I'm so, sure you love playing them. Yeah. So it's just quick rundown: when you sack bunt with a guy at first and you execute it, you get it down. Your chances of scoring a run that inning go down. Your run expectancy goes down from a runner at first with one out. It's like 1.06, I want to say. To about 0.79 with the guy's second one out. So you're decreasing your chances of scoring. Yeah. Yeah, now, the only time it does make sense, I think, is like late in the game. It's a 0 0 ball game, mm-hmm. trying to get a guy in scoring position, get a mm-hmm. knock, you win, something like that. But just statistics and whatever you want to call it, it doesn't make sense to do it. Yeah. It makes a little more sense with it like first and second, nobody out mm-hmm. to get a second and third one out. Um, your run expectancy doesn't go down as much. It still goes down when you do that, but um, it makes more sense to do it there than it does with the runner at first. So. But even then, you're giving up an out when you could hit a three-run homer instead. Yep, exactly. So, exactly. Um, I don't think we have any more baseball talk. So moving on to college basketball, which we'll have a lot of college hoops talk. Camo's a big Indiana fan. Um, IU tips off here in 15 minutes at Ohio State. When's the last time they've won at Ohio State? 
Uh, they won in 2013. Uh, Oladipo had a game, and they won there. Um, that's that's probably the last time. I couldn't tell you if they won before that. But Yeah, it seems like they played fairly close with them last year, and then Ohio State pulled away at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Would you call this a must-win for Indiana? <laughs> yeah. Um, would you? Definitely I, would. Um, can we talk I would say thurs- Thursday especially <laughs> is. No, you're right. Um, so basically going into this last – this last five games, it was kind of a brutal schedule for Indiana. It was a uh, home against Illinois at Northwestern, um, at, Michigan game at Michigan State, at home against Wisconsin, now at Ohio State. And I just remember Texas Bayou fans being like, this five-game stretch is going to be crucial, man. Like, mm-hmm. if we can get, like, two, I think we're in the tournament. I think we're, you know, whatever you want to say. And then – to get absolutely destroyed by Illinois to start it off and then have the five players suspended against at Northwestern, which is probably the game, the most winnable game of those four. Mm -hmm. And then you actually hung in there for a little bit, which was surprising, but until you got to, yeah. Until basically I just got tired and walk-ons. And then at Michigan state, I knew that one wasn't going to go well. And then Wisconsin, I I don't know if you guys know this, Indiana's cursed against Wisconsin. (laughs) I don't think it's possible for them to play well against Wisconsin. So, um, so there's that, but just, you know, Indiana's fallen into the same, a lot of people are frustrated with, with Woodson. It's a very similar thing. Archie's teams folded in February. I use teams starting to fold in February. <laughs> Archie got fired due to offensive efficiency reasons and recruiting reasons. And I use offensive efficiency this year. Currently on Kempom is worse than it was in any of Archie's four years. Yes, it is. So um, you heard a lot of things. You heard a lot of Trace Jackson Davis can chew and he can use his right hand more. And I think he's uh, maybe a tad bit more, but he still doesn't shoot outside of five feet. I mean, you know, and you you, you bring in Miller Cop to shoot the basketball and he's been the same. He was in North, probably worse than he was at Northwestern. Um, just running into a lot of similar issues and I want to give Woody time, but it's, it's frustrating to see a lack of progress or no progress. Um, and I'm still in on it. I'm still like, you know, with Archie, it was, you have Romeo Lankford and Juwan Morgan and you're losing 12 to 13 big 10 games and there's no adjustments. There's no, it's the same thing over and over. And with Woodson, you see some more adjustments. You see the staff do some different things, so which is good, but you're just running into similar problems, and it's a similar roster. And I think in college basketball, when you have – when your best two players are bigs, you guys can kind of know – I mean, you guys know this a little bit. I mean, Webby, you got a dynamic guard, and Josh, you got guards that can shoot it at Illinois. But it's like – I think it clogs up the offense sometimes when our, your best two players can't shoot outside of 10 feet. And, you know, and I think you're trying to play your team strengths, but your team strengths are two point post players and you have no guards that can really complement them. Mm-hmm. And when I you did go on a good stretch there, Xavier Johnson was playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think Woodson's offense really needs a guard that can get to the rim, can shoot, can score, can do different things. And until I use offense gets that, if it's going to continue to play the way they have, I, I don't. I don't see it getting much better. So how much do you think 
part of the struggle is just with Rob being out, Rob Finnessy being out. I think that's some of it. I yeah. he doesn't bring a lot offensively. I mean, he did in the Purdue game. Sorry, Evan. That yeah. was the best game of his <laughs> life. Um, but he, he brings a lot defensively. He's really and I thought actually in the Illinois game, I thought that's when they missed him most because Illinois has so many guards that can shoot it. And I thought they were really missing Rob's defense out there. And, um, but I think that's some of it. I think he brings more to the table than people think, but Mm -hmm. ultimately I don't think it's, he's solving your problems. Yeah. Um, do they have a guard coming in next year? That is he a five-star? He is. Everybody's very excited about him. Is uh, Jalen Hood Shafino or Shafano? I don't know how to say it. He's from a kid from Florida. He's a five-star long athletic guard that can drive and score and shoot. So guys are really excited, but you guys know freshmen in the big 10, whether they're a five-star or not. I mean, it's just like, I don't know how many have really been game changing right away. I mean, tomorrow Bates is a a five-star and I feel like he, I don't see him a whole lot except for like second unit. Like he's had some good, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he might be the worst five-star. <laughs> that dude can't guard his shadow and turns it over every time. So, I don't know. But um, I don't know if you guys can think of any guards, like freshman guards that really tore it up in the Big Ten. Eric Gordon, the Big Ten, yeah, Big Ten. Uh, I was going to say, like, I think, like, I mean, I remember, I mean, this is, he was, like, number one player in the nation, but, um, oh, Duke player, also played with Zion, um, now in the Knicks. Oh, Barrett, RJ, RJ Barrett. Barrett, but then it's also ACC. Now you said Big Ten. That's what I was thinking of. But it's also, I mean, you're talking rare talent there. I just think it's, yeah, I think it's really rare for a, like a freshman guard to just take over like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, I'm excited about him. I think he'll help, but I, I think it's going to be a little bit until we see how you really start to hopefully turn it around. Illinois was really bad, but Io was their best player the moment he stepped foot onto campus. Um, so he's really the only guy I can think of recently anyway. I mean, you, you look at like, I thought Jonathan Davis was really good last year, Johnny Davis for Wisconsin, but then he goes from seven points a game to 20 overnight. Same with Keegan Murray too. Which yeah. Keegan, I guess, isn't really a guard. He's more six, seven, six, eight. Um, but you don't see too many if, unless they're on bad teams, maybe. Cause, mm-hmm. cause I, I remember, um, his name Corey Sanders for Rutgers, just tearing it up. Yeah, his freshman year, but they were so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, same Nebraska's had some guys too, uh, but it, it is rare. I mean, you you see more big guys for whatever reason have better freshman years. Mm-hmm. Um, Trace Jackson Davis was solid as a freshman. Kofi Coburn was good as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't see guards take over games. Um, I'm trying to think that Malachi Branham for Ohio State's pretty good, I guess. He's good. He's really um, good. But I mean, he's nine, ten points a game. He's not a superstar right. yet. But right. um, so, yeah, so I just I have those expectations of like I think yeah. he'll definitely help. I don't. Mm-hmm. Think oh, absolutely. But it's like I don't expect him to go drop fifteen a game or anything mm-hmm. like that. Is is he a lead guard or is he more of an off? He could. I guess he can do both. I guess he mm-hmm. can do both from what I've heard. From what I've heard, so um, everything looks promising with him. And I, obviously, they need guards and need shooters as much as possible. So. Do you see any guys? Obviously, I've been coming to the year. Everyone thought Trace Jackson Davis was leaving after this year. Do you see him sticking around another year? I mean, I, I mean, I know like the mock drafts don't really have him any higher than they've had him in the past, if not lower. And then obviously you've got the COVID situation. Do you see any guys sticking around that might have left after this year? 
I think so. Um, I heard race is going to come back potentially another year, which is good. Um, you know, TJG is kind of a TJD is kind of a coin flip for me. Um, he keeps, he kept saying one more year, one more year, one more year, uh, going into this year. But like you said, Evan, I don't, he hasn't climbed on draft boards whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I actually think he's fallen off draft boards. Mm-hmm. From what What's I've the heard. problem? With like the more you're in college, the like the, unless you're elite right away, the, the farther you fall because yeah. everyone, I mean, Purdue saw with Caleb Swang and they all wanted him to stay another year. It's like, if he stays another year, he's not going to be any higher than he was coming out of sophomore year. So, yeah, I don't and like, I don't know. I don't know the NBA game super well, but everything you hear is like, you have to be able to shoot outside. You have to be able to stretch the floor spacing. And he's like the opposite. <laughs> like, I mean, he can't do anything outside five feet away from the basket. So, I mean, I don't know, like his athleticism, I think translates. Mm-hmm. I think he is quick. His quickness and athleticism for a big is pretty elite, I think. Um, but until he develops, I even think he's got to become more skilled offensively. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't see him being like an NBA guy. So, I, I hope he sticks around another year. I think he's, I think he brings enough to the table, but also I think I don't want to see another race in him clogging up the paint without anybody out there. So it's, it's weird that I would say I want him to, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but like, does that make sense? Like I just, oh, want, yeah. mm-hmm. I want to see something different. I want to see something a little more modern offensively. Now, if he can develop a jump shot or something like that, I think obviously that would help, but um, I think it's going to be a big off season. I really want to see what, how Woods can, Woodson can develop these guys. I, I think if we're a similar team as we were, have been the past two, three years, it's just, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know the mission. I don't know the focus going forward. I don't know why we fired Archie then it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, you just, you'd like to see some change. There's been some good changes. I don't think there's been, Defense is a lot better under Woodson, where Archie preached defense, but yet we were always in the 30s and 40s on Kempom defensive efficiency. And I think we've been consistently in the top 20 this year. Um, uh, so that's a positive, but yeah. Um, going back to TJD um, and leaving, I think the name, image, and likeness thing will play a major role because I think I, I, I wish some of these guys, I, I wish it was kind of public to know mm-hmm. what's like what the money is that they're getting. Um, Cause I wouldn't be surprised if he's making more now than he would in, with like a G league contract. Um, so I think that could play a role. I, I know it could play a role with Kofi Coburn mm-hmm. coming back too. Cause we've always been always already been rumors about that. Um, Cause he's, he's kind of in the same boat as Jackson David. He, mm-hmm. he, he dunks and he can maybe hit a 10 footer every once in a while, uh, but he's slow. He's, he's not a good athlete. He's just powerful. And that doesn't work in the NBA. So I just don't see him ever playing a minute in the NBA. Um, which is why it's wishful thinking, but I hope he comes back. Um, but I, I mean, they're, they're kind of in the same boat. Um, and I, I think I saw an estimate that Kofi was making 750,000 or so this year. Dang. Um, which there's a lot of Illinois, um, donors and businesses down there that shell out a ton of cash and have been waiting to do something like this forever. <laughs> um, so, um, that's that. That's why I think I think the average G League contract they bumped it up. I think it's like hundred fifty thousand now or something like that. Um, which is even even if you get a two way contract where you're going up and down the whole time, you're still 
not making nearly seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be interesting to see if some of these guys start coming back to school more. I think it, it makes it far more interesting. It's really a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Um, Webby's boilers are rolling. Ish, yeah. <laughs> Ish. Depends on your definition of rolling. Depends on which, which pretty fan you talk to. They're 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 winning. Uh, yeah, depending yeah. on which fan you're talking to. <laughs> no, yeah, they. I mean, they just finished up. I mean, we're talking brutal stretches. It was like nine games and like I think it was less than thirty days. Some, it was something crazy like Thanks, that. Thanks, Michigan. Of, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, you know, they had a really rough stretch where they had. Um, the last three games they had, I think they went 21 days of the day off, uh, which is, and you could, you could definitely tell the last three or four games when you had games at Northwestern games, home against Maryland, where it took a miracle to pull that one out. Um, despite a really weird officiating call. Um, and then finally they got a day off going to this Rutgers game, which was scared the living heck out of me going into this game because of how hot North, uh, Rutgers was. And you could definitely tell, they the day off really helped because they the a lot more, they like really fresh shots were falling they had some energy they had played with some defensive intensity and came out with a 12 point win yeah you look at purdue and i think the reason big 10 teams have really struggled in the ncaa tournament is they don't have nba athletes a lot mm. of the schools just do not have an NBA player on the roster, but Purdue has a guard who can just, I mean, just watching that Purdue Illinois game. When was that two weeks ago now mm-hmm. where Ivy had a stretch where it, I think he scored every time down. I think he had, I think like he either scored points. or assisted on like, it was like 12 straight points yeah. or 12, to like, like 12 um, to 20 straight. It was something ridiculous. Trent Frit, they put, I think Illinois started with Demonte Williams on him, which mm-hmm. he's a great defender. And then they yeah. had to put Trent Frazier on him because Frazier is one of the best on-ball defenders in the conference, and neither guy could stop him. He was too fast, too, too, just too athletic, and he was shooting the ball really well. Um, now he has lapses defensively a lot. Yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. But, but you can live with that when he's dunking over guys. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think he still has that mindset, like especially I mean, a lot of these guys do in high school where I'm more athletic than you, and therefore I can mm. make it up when in the Big Ten you can't, no matter how good you are. But – and that's one thing if he can, and he's shown glimpses of it this year where, where if he's locked in defensively, it changes the entire uh, complexion of the team. But his, I mean, you talk about, I've never seen, I've never seen a guy like this at Purdue ever. I mean, I've always like wanted a guy like this at Purdue, but it's never happened. I mean, Carson was close, but he was, you know, small. And then, um, I mean, I remember when Ivy committed, you know, he was, uh, I think he only had Butler, Notre Dame, and Purdue offers coming out of high school. He was like a three, three star, I think, on all the, the rankings. And, I remember the insider, like, this kid could potentially be a star at Purdue. And we were thinking, you know, by junior year for sure. And it's he's definitely gone after this year because it's I mean, he's going to be potentially a top five pick. Um, but I've never seen a, a, a guard at Purdue be able to explode on a like, pick and roll, get around the pick, slow down, control the ball, and then explode again and get to the hoop and just have the patience that he has. And it's uh, – I said I love watching him. The dunk he had last night was I lost my absolute mind when I was in Mackey, um, which actually his teammate, Zach Eady, should thank him for that dunk because earlier in the game, Eady got absolutely posterized. Yes, and it was it was going to be the dunk of the night had it not been for Ivy because, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I'm pretty sure Painter took him out shortly after because like, you just need to I – mean, I might need to go back to hockey or something because that, that dunk was nasty. <laughs> it's he Ivy is so fun to watch. Like he's yeah. – like you said, it's like it, – 
it does. I know. He, I know he like works out with John Moran and mm-hmm. things like that. But he's the closest thing to John Moran. Yeah. Like I mean, like you said, the explosiveness off the dribble is is unmatched in college mm-hmm. basketball. It's it's unreal. No. Yeah. And I mean, like you talk about, he's for most of the year he's was a really good, pretty decent shooter. I mean, that was one of his downsides last year was he wasn't a great three point shooter. And then coming into probably the last handful of games, he was shooting in the 40s, and then he's I think he's like one for his last 14 in the last three games. Um, he's had back-to-back games of 0 for 5, but hopefully pretty finally has a week off. They don't play until Saturday, so hopefully uh, the break kind of gets, gets a shot falling because we're going to need it come come March. He, he gets to the rim so easily that he almost mm-hmm. doesn't even need to shoot. Three no, years. I mean, and he he shot 18 free throws last night, and Rutgers' Shh. team shot like 15, <laughs> something <laughs> ridiculous. It might have been 17, and he really could have had probably six to eight more free throws. Um, he got hit a couple times that weren't called. He got hit in the head once that wasn't called, but I mean, he thankfully he was making them because that's been another thing with Purdue is the kind of the ups and downs of you know we'll go one game of shooting 80 percent and then one game of 50 percent from the free throw line, and it causes a lot of stress in my life. It seems like Purdue's been a mediocre free throw shooting team for a decade yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and then the best part is when all the fans say, you know, they should probably practice free throws. Like I, I guarantee they're practicing free throws. I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> um, how have the uh, message boards been? Have they been on the fire painter bandwagon at all this year? Maybe after they lost to Rutgers. No, I hope so. I love the fire painter. Me too. Yeah. Get them out. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's, it's just been ridiculous. Um, I mean, after every loss, and we've only lost four games, which I keep having like it's like we've lost four games. I had someone tell me after the IU game that Purdue was a Purdue fan. Tell me we're just a mediocre team. That's what, what we are. I'm like <laughs> lost three games, and it's January. Um, yeah, I mean the, the biggest thing is like honestly, people just ripping on Ivy is a big thing. They're like his defensive, you know, lapses, which is understandable. But then like there's just people that say he's just you know he's all about himself, which I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, you'll see, you know, they'll show him on the bench and he's talking to Painter. And he's he's his eyes are locked in with Painter. Like he's definitely buying into what Painter is saying, which is really cool to see. Um, it's I mean uh, you'll see after even a bad game of you know this is maybe a round of 32 team like that. I mean, it's just all that fun stuff of, you know, we're going to get, we'll be lucky to get past the first round and all the fun stuff that you see on the message boards. <laughs> message um, boards are a scary place. Oh, they can be. Yeah. I mean, Tanner and Andrew, who I do our buddies who I do a pretty podcast with, they are smart and stay away from the boards whenever Purdue loses. And I <laughs> corrosion don't. And I just, it's just a mixture of being incredibly frustrated and mad and laughing at just some of the, because it's always the people who never post can always come out when when purdue loses and it's they have like they're just there to i think they're only happy when they're miserable yeah there was um speaking of message boards i think i forget what game it was for illinois where they put up like 52 points in the first half and they only scored 30 some in the second half and they still won by like double digits or something Mm -hmm. and there were guys on the measures boards like Underwood makes zero adjustments. His his teams are the same every single year. I'm thinking, do you guys remember the John Gross days where <laughs> ball screen, jack up a three, ball yeah. screen, Mav Morgan fumbles the ball out of bounds, ball screen, 48 points. Um, yeah. It's just they're, they're so asinine, these yeah. people. But uh, It's always it fun when – because, you know, Purdue's had some games where they've, you know, 
I guess what you could say blown, you could say the other team came back from, you know, 20 point or you know, double digit leads or whatever it may be. And you'd think that Purdue's the only team in college basketball that's ever given up a 20 point lead or a 15 point lead. And, and it just shows that how people, you know, have such a myopic view of only watching Purdue. I mean, I remember I was, I saw something, it was, uh, there was a game on last week and the team that won, I think, blew a large double-digit lead. And the uh, announcer was like, man, you, you think you'd be concerned about this team blowing double-digit leads, but they're 22-4, and four, and that team was Duke. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. it, it happens. But Yeah, Illinois about did it at Michigan State on Saturday. They were up 16 with nine minutes left. Mm-hmm. And then Tyson Walker could not miss. And it's yeah. then a two-point game with 47 seconds left. I was watching and- that game. And, and, of course, um, Izzo had been riding the officials all game, mm-hmm. so Kofi picks up a three-second call that he hasn't <laughs> gotten ever. Just mid- Michigan State hit a three to cut it to five, then next time down, Kofi yeah. picks up a three-second call, which he, he hadn't picked up one of those. I don't remember picking up one in his college career, and then all of, all of a sudden, there <laughs> at uh, the Breslin Center, he's picking up one. Um, they found a way to win, but uh, yeah, fans officials, are his officials are just so they, I'm sick of them. They're bad. Sick of the officials, yeah, they're bad. Tom is a- sick of the officials. He's, <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of the officiating. Like, I mean, he's gotten more calls than any other coach in the history oh, yeah. of college basketball, not named Mike Krzyzewski. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tom, Tom Izzo, he, he just doesn't stop whining. And no, I, that's his, that's his thing. Just I, I, I know he, he hates that his team too. Can't stand them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, I, it's, it's very evident. They may have been the same since Winston left. No, it's, it's like, it's crazy. Like watching, like I've, I've watched a few of their games just either with my now fiance being out, you got to watch that game. I watched the Illinois game. It's like, I don't like this Michigan state team. Like, I mean, I'd never like them, but it's like, usually there's like somebody like, wow, like, you know, Winston's awesome. You know, miles bridges is amazing right. to watch. And it's like, He's got a bunch of dudes just, I mean, yeah, pretty they, average. Like, they've got think, something they've, – they've got the Michigan State jerseys on, and it's one thing. But, I mean, they've got some – you know, some guys can show up, but it, it's still not Michigan State. Like, who's their, who's their best player? Like, would you – like, I feel like it's like they don't have a go-to – Gabe guy. Brown's their leading yeah. scorer. And then yeah. Chris, the Christie can kind of get hot from yeah. time to time. And then, like you said, Tyson Walker. But it's like they don't have a guy It's like – who are you going to give the ball? It's like producing right. give to Ivy. You know, like you got these guys. It's like Michigan State. They don't got anybody. <laughs> I know that Marcus Bingham. Um, he's like the second all-time leading shot blocker in Michigan State history, but he is one of the worst players I've ever seen. I think he only played 13 minutes, um, and of of course he's 170 pounds yeah, at a, seven foot, game. and he's trying to guard Kofi Coburn. And I know that's difficult. Uh, but he was so bad that I think Izzo played him two minutes in the second half or something like that. Hmm. He hit a three, uh, which kind of kept him in the ball game early. Uh, but yeah, as you said, they don't have a guy. I mean, they've had Cassius Wayne went from what, like Draymond, Kalen mm-hmm. Lucas to um, I think Bridges. Denzel, yeah, yeah to Bridges. Valentine to Bridges. Denzel Valentine, uh, Jaylen, Cassius Winston. Yeah, uh, Jalen, I'm thinking of his last name, um, plays for Memphis. Oh, um, Jaron Johnson. Jaron, yeah, Jaron Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Jaron Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, and he went to yeah Winston, yeah. and now it's Hauser. Yeah, yeah that's, that's quite a, that's that's quite a difference. Uh, How Hauser's terrible too. I think yeah. his his brother was so much better. 
uh, at Virginia. But um, you guys want to go around and uh, pick some games here, starting sure. with Indiana at Ohio State. I use up six to five early. First TV timeout. I'm going to go with Ohio State. I'm going to take Ohio State. Um, I use just kind of falling down the stretch and – like we talked about, they just don't have the consistency of guard to be good in March, to be good in February. So um, I think Ohio State's a better team at home. Ohio State coming off a loss to Iowa, home loss to Iowa. Um, I think they were seven and a half point favorites. Uh, I'm taking Ohio State too. I mean, Ohio State needs it if they want to stay in the Big Ten race. I know it's probably unlikely for them to finish even in that top two, but uh, give me Ohio State. So, I mean, Ohio State played just – Two days ago, that's the yeah. I think the one thing that uh, that's why I think Indiana might be able to pull this one off. Um, are you taking Indiana? I am, yeah. Oh, oh really? Maybe, uh, maybe reverse psychology. Oh, Indiana, there you but... go. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that, that that fiance of yours rubbing off on you. <laughs> well, on our on our board breakdown podcast, I've picked IU more often than not, so it may not be. Ah, has it's your fault. So it's your fault. Okay. Yeah. Has she made you hate Indiana more than you already did coming in? No. No? <laughs> Not possible. No. Not possible. <laughs> I, I mean, usually I, I'm pretty good. I'm actually – she's made me I – mean, I don't outwardly cheer against them, is, so that's probably a good thing. Um, just like she doesn't outwardly cheer against Purdue, whether or not she is internally or not, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, usually I just – she just doesn't like me making any sort of commentary on the game whatsoever. Like, even if I say like, Oh, you guys are three point favorites tonight. She's like, I told you not to tell me anything about the game. Like, I mean, this, the worst was the Wisconsin at Wisconsin game. Cause she was at work and I was kind of updating her and I was like, you guys are, you guys are going to run away with this one. This is a blowout. <laughs> and she came back and then she was not happy with me <laughs> after it was over. Uh, Penn state at Maryland tonight. Maryland's up 13 to nine. That's a fun one. I'm thinking Penn State. I just I love Michael Shrewsbury being a former Purdue assistant. Yeah. But I remember when Illinois fired Gross, Shrewsbury was on like the list of candidates hmm. uh, for Illinois. I think he was a Celtics assistant at that point because uh, he he was he was with Brad Stevens, right? Yeah, because he he was on uh, Purdue staff for a year, maybe two. We weren't good. Mm-hmm. It was like my our freshman year of college, and then yeah, when Brad went to Boston, he went with them. And was there until he came back to Purdue the last two years before taking over at Penn State. Uh, I'm taking Maryland. They're the home team. That's about all I have to say on it. Uh, I'm going to take Penn State. I think Shrewsbury's done an awesome job his mm-hmm. first year there. Really, really good job. Yeah, once once he gets like his players in there, I think they're going to be pretty good. His son is – I think he's a 2023. 20, mm-hmm. I think he's like a three or four star. I think he can, he can fill it up pretty – Pretty easily, um, but we can see. You know, he's got he's got a kid coming in next year that was committed to Purdue originally, but then when Shrewsbury left, the kid decommitted. So the writing was kind of on the wall there. But a good kid from a good guard from Philly, hmm. uh, and it's it's Philadelphia too. So yep. that, uh, that I'm sure helps. Um, Michigan State at Iowa tomorrow night. Iowa's ranked for the first time this year. I know. And Michigan State's lost what is it like five of their last seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna take Iowa. I think I think they're just a better team overall. I just like we talked about with Michigan State. I just don't I just don't see it. So mm-hmm. especially at Iowa, that place is not fun to play at. <laughs> it's so, not. <laughs> um, 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna take <laughs> Iowa. Probably in a close one, but I'm gonna take Iowa. Yeah, I'm taking Iowa too. Although, like, I go back and forth because it is February, and Fran famously in February collapses, but mm-hmm. it, they've had a couple good wins. Um, there's something about this game that makes me want to take Michigan State. I don't know if it's my hatred for Iowa, <laughs> but I I just feel that like Iowa just lost at home to Michigan just on Thursday. I think it was or Wednesday. Um, give me Michigan State. I don't know why. There's no, there's no line on it yet. Um, I hate watching games on TV at Carver Hawkeye Arena for whatever reason. It, it is my least favorite venue to watch games on TV. Uh, give me Michigan State. Um, Nebraska at Northwestern. This is another fun one. <laughs> oh, man. I'll take uh, Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska. Nebraska is a bad basketball team. Yeah. Nebraska's one and 14 in Big Ten play. Um, you know, if you live in Evanston, Illinois, you could just walk up, give them $4 bills, and you can get into that arena. <laughs> Uh, tickets as low as four dollars. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Watch some Big Ten hoops. Although I would not say <laughs> Nebraska is really a Big Ten uh, <laughs> Big Ten basketball program at this point. Give me Northwestern. Uh, Wednesday night we have Rutgers at Michigan. Um, as you said, I, I think you said it before the show that yeah. uh, Juwan Howard is suspended for the rest of the regular season. Give me Rutgers. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Rutgers too. I think with the suspension, and I could see Michigan folding it in a little bit. And they might have. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen anything about any players yet, but I feel like someone's got to be suspended on the team. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. Official from Big Ten. Let's see if. Um, well, players wise, you have Terrence Williams one game. Musa Diabate won game, even though Diabate threw some haymakers. He got one game. Um, Jawan Howard, it'll end up being five games, and he was fined $40,000. Greg Gard was fined $10,000, and then a Wisconsin player, Jacoby Neath, who I don't think plays. So I've literally yeah, never heard that, that name before. Play. Um, he's been suspended one game. Uh, so Diabate and Terrence Williams will be back for Sunday's game against Illinois. I'm not too thrilled with that. And honestly, I'm not too thrilled. Howard's going to be suspended for it because he is 0-5 against Brad Underwood. And uh, Phil, Phil Martelli is a significantly better <laughs> basketball coach, in my opinion. So um, I think, uh, yeah, give me Rutgers. I think Michigan missing Diabate especially uh, will hurt. And I think Rutgers is rolling. They just ran into Mackey Arena, which that happens to people. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin at Minnesota. I got Wisconsin. Johnny Davis making a case for National Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's fantastic. Um, I think Wisconsin a lot better in Minnesota. Yeah, I think yeah, Wisconsin takes that one. Yeah, Minnesota was like nine and zero in the non-conference, and now they're four and twelve in Big Ten play. They did blow out Northwestern on Saturday, um, but yeah, give me Wisconsin. Johnny Johnny Davis is good. Um, he 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 took over. What, did he take over the first game against Indiana? Because I remember the second game, the final four minutes, he scored like twelve points or something like that. 
Yeah, second um, half of both games, he really took over. And fun, he fun superstar stuff. calls too, as well. Yeah, but. yeah, and and he Miller, tore Miller, up. Cop, Miller Cop can't contain him, you know. So. <laughs> um, and he scored what was it, thirty five? Excuse me, I didn't mean to burp on live television, but that happened. Um, thirty five yeah. against Purdue. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he went absolutely off. Uh, I think he shot five of twenty two at Illinois, which was nice. <laughs> Um, so must be nice. Um, yeah, give me, uh, give me Wisconsin in that one. Thursday night we have Maryland at Indiana. If uh, Indiana does win this one, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take Indiana. Yeah, uh, reluctantly, just because how they've been playing. But uh, they went into Maryland and kicked kick the crap, crap out of them. So, yeah, they're like I remember watching that game in Maryland like they wanted to quit about it, halfway it through bad. the first half. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna take IU um I think at home and they're better than Maryland. Yeah. I think we're assuming Indiana loses tonight. Except Webby. Webby Webby picked them to win. Uh but assuming they lose tonight and then they lose this one, I don't think you can have them in the NCAA tournament at this point. You're right. Um, Unless I, I mean so you guys finish home. you guys you still play at Mackey, so in the God, if you win at Mackey, I mean, the, yeah, they'll have opportunities, especially yeah. in the Big Ten tournament too. Yeah, yeah, um, they're at Minnesota, and then they're also um, at home against Rutgers. I mm-hmm. say, and there might be one more other in there. If you go, if they go, say, to what ten and ten in conference, do you see them making the tournament, or do you think they have to win? One, maybe two in the in the Big Ten tournament. I think they go 10 10 and then get that first one. I think right now, what is it looking at that eight nine matchup? Yeah, I, I think they're in, but man, I don't know. It's close. They're really gonna have to play their way in here mm-hmm. down the stretch. Um, Ohio State at Illinois. I want to pick Ohio State because I needed Illinois to lose a game, um, selfishly, but I don't see Ohio State going there because Ohio State's got a bit of a stretch here where they because they've played like they one of the least amount of games in the big 10 compared yeah. to, especially the top team. So they've got they've, an absolute gauntlet coming they've up. They've played 14 games. Yeah. Uh, so that's two less than what Illinois played and, and three, three less, less than what Purdue's yeah. played. Um, I think Illinois takes care of business. I mean, EJ Liddell's a matchup problem, but terrible who, matchup problem. Who did they have to guard Kofi though? That's the thing. Um, Joey Brown, baby. It, <laughs> it, it honestly helps that EJ Liddell does not have to play the five now. Yeah. That helps Illinois out because Kofi like, can't guard him. Kyle Young play the five for them? That have that's Young Zach and Zedkey. Oh, that's right. I assume yeah. DeMonte Williams will guard EJ Liddell, which when they switched DeMonte onto him at Ohio State last year and in the Big Ten championship game, DeMonte did a really good job against them. Um, Kofi can't guard him. Liddell put up like 70 points in Champagne last year, and Illinois lost. Felt like, um, I'm picking Illinois in a real close one. I agree, J Man. I'm gonna take the Illini in a close one. Friday night, we have I'm gonna skip over Northwestern Penn State because I just I don't <laughs> care. And and Iowa, Nebraska, we only have 10 minutes left of the show, so I'm gonna skip over those because, yeah. Purdue at Michigan State. It's an early one, 11 a.m. Central Time. It's a nooner. Um, Purdue seems to have some decent uh, mm-hmm. success at Breslin. Same with the Cole Center for whatever dumb reason they've got, but yet they've lost – until last night lost four straight to Rutgers, so college basketball for you. Um, I think the other boys get it done. After a week off, hopefully they come out and play against 
when they had the last long break was before they came out against Butler. Butler's sucks. Sorry, Andrew. But <laughs> um, hopefully they have the I mean, they, they, that was probably one of their best games all year. And I hope they do the same thing and shove it in Izzo's stupid face. Um, the turning point of Purdue's season last year felt like it was in Michigan State where they ended up finding a way to win. Yeah. Um, I don't see any way Michigan State can guard Zach E or Travion Williams or Jaden Ivey. Give me Purdue by double digits. Yeah, I think Purdue's a matchup problem for Michigan State. And like you said, I think Ivy's too good. I just think Purdue's too good. I think Purdue wins. Uh, Wisconsin at Rutgers. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to take Rutgers again just because I need them to beat Wisconsin. <laughs> I need Wisconsin to lose again. <laughs> yeah. When I watch Wisconsin, it's always against the Hoosiers, and they look like the best team in the country. So I don't I don't think my judgment on Wisconsin is fair, but I, I don't – Wisconsin drives me nuts. I think they yeah. – I don't know why I'm feeling this, but I just think they win a close one, like a 52 to 51. That's what they do. I something mean, like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm going to take Wisconsin close, really close game. If they did not have Johnny Davis, they would be the worst. They'd be worse than Nebraska. If they, I mean, if Davison didn't come back either for his sixth or like his yeah, fifteenth like year, like it would be year. awful. Um, yeah, give me give me Rutgers though. Jersey Mike's Arena is a house of horrors for the top team in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, it is um, Sunday afternoon, Illinois at Michigan. Illinois, yeah. I think like we talked about Michigan. I just I just don't see it for the rest of the year with all this with this suspension. This will be the J Man's book of prediction of the week. I think Illinois splits this week. I think they win the home one and then lose at Michigan. Michigan's due to win a game against them. I got my book of prediction of the week right last week where I had them losing at Rutgers but winning at Michigan State. Um, hope I'm wrong and hope Illinois sweeps this week, but I just don't see it happening. J-Man's book of prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life. Home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Last one here, Indiana at Minnesota. Indiana. Yeah, give me Indiana. I'm going to take IU. Uh, update for you, Camo. Uh, just under the 11-minute mark, IU's down 17-12. Hmm. Xavier Johnson just turned the ball over. <laughs> um, right on schedule. <laughs> Got to do word association here real quick. I've done this with Tanner, uh, but I'm just doing Big Ten coaches here, uh, starting with Brad Underwood. Your thoughts on him? Mobster. Well, hello, <laughs> mobster. He's done, he done a great job. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Thankful. I like I'm, him. I'm very thankful for him. <laughs> uh, Matt Painter. Love him. <laughs> a little biased, but I mean, I, I absolutely love Painter. I'm uh, I'm with the uh, other Purdue message board people. I'm on the fire fire <laughs> matter bandwagon. Um, <laughs> Should take I, think, I think he's a really really good coach. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Mike Woodson, laid back. I feel like I feel like he's just. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, older he, dude. I mean, just from what like obviously I've seen him get fired on the on the court, yeah. but I feel like just listening to him talk, he's just kind of a laid back dude. He's got a Lovey Smith vibe to him a he little does. bit. Yes, he does. Um, I like Woody. I like him. I really hope in the future we see some progress. I really, <laughs> really do. Uh, Greg Gard. I, I'm trying to get, like, 
I've already got one where I want to use for Izzo, and I can't use for him. <laughs> I just don't like him. I don't know. Punchable don't like face. Yeah. He's a punchable team. That's the thing. It's like if I mean the fact that I mean it, what Howard did was awful and abhorrent, but the fact that it was against Wisconsin, it's like eh, <laughs> I mean <laughs> everybody a favor. I don't even know. I don't know what to call guard either. They're they're good. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah. I don't even know. Uh, Steve Peichel. Underrated, I think. I like Peichel a lot. I think he's um, really good basketball. Rutgers yeah. was a dumpster fire before he got yeah. there. I think he gets the most out of his teams. Like, yeah. I mean, for what he's got at yeah. Rutgers and just the history and everything, I think he's done a great job. I'm going to skip through a few of these to get your thoughts just since we're running out of time here. Fran McCaffrey. <laughs> Does oh, anybody Fran. like Fran McCaffrey? <laughs> no. Iowa people. No. <laughs> Do his kids even like him? That's the real question. I, I know I don't like his kids either. No, I don't like his kids either. Uh, I mean, I really was wishing for Connor McCaffrey and Brad Davidson and Hunter Dickinson to all just fight somehow. Maybe Big Ten tournament. They'll get yeah, some kerfuffle yeah, yeah, at, at the hotel or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Screw Fran. Um, Tom Izzo. Slimy. Yeah, slimy. Whiner, man. Yeah. Wines and wines. Uh, Very Shashevsky asking, just like just short man syndrome. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Word Association is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. This episode is also brought to you by the Dam Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, um, I screwed this up last week, but I actually have it here. Handbread, eternal like seafood, craft beer, or handcraft cocktail. Dam Landing is a place to be. The Dam is a bar and grill located at beautiful Lake Mantel, focused on freshness and quality. Um, you can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantel and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether we boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is a place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Going to do on this day real quick. On this day in... 1953, the longest collegiate basketball game. Six overtimes was played. Niagara beat Siena. Both teams only wow. scored in the 80s, though, so that was kind of a <laughs> low scoring. On this day in 1979, two Iowa girls high school basketball teams played four scoreless quarters. Um, the game was won 4-2 to two in the fourth overtime period. <laughs> I hope those uh, people that went and watched that game were paid to be there. Um, on this day in 1989, Pete Rose met with the commissioner to discuss his gambling. On this day, a lot of Winter Olympics. I don't have a whole lot. On this day in 2021, Australian Open men's tennis Novak Djokovic of Serbia wins a record-extending ninth Australian Open title. Um, wasn't great on this day today, but uh, on this day is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Tanner has a really cool Tanner J-Man show on, and I think he has a Boiler Breakdown one. He does. Yep. Um, that he shows on the show. Um, so go get some stuff from Mooney Woodcraft. Tanner probably has a better uh, better read than I do. I literally do not have a read. Um, birdie bogey real quick before we go. Josh Giddy of Oklahoma City Thunder has his eighth 10 assist game. Uh, it is the third most 10 assist games by a teenager in NBA history. Who are the only two players that have more? 
I have one guess, and I hate it, but it was the first thing that popped in my head. Ricky Rubio? No. Was he yeah. a teenager? I, that's, I couldn't remember if he was. I just knew he was. I knew he could pass guess. the ball. That yeah. was a good guess, though. Honestly, my first guess when you started reading the question was like, oh, Luca, for sure. And then you said, tied Luca. I was like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say Trey Young, but was he a Ooh. teenager when he – no. Okay. At least, I mean, he was – he was probably 19, and then he turned 20 yeah. during his rookie year. Is this like an obvious, like, it, should we get it? One's like, one's real obvious. The other one I don't think you'll get. Hmm. Think it's straight from high school to the NBA. Yeah. I mean, Kobe wasn't passing the ball that much. So. No, no. <laughs> I mean, LeBron, he kind of turned into more of an assist guy. Is he one of them? He is. He has the most. Wow. He had 11. Um, the other guy, you guys will just want me to get, you won't get him. Yeah. Um, Stefan Marbury. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he had nine. Uh, Josh Giddy has eight. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be the next guest, Josh. Oh, <laughs> Stefan Marbury was Sebastian yeah. Telfair's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, that's going to do it for the Tan and J-Man show. Thanks, everyone, who have watched. Tanner, I'm sure, will have the audio up sometime tonight or tomorrow. Thanks to Evan Webb and Cameron Street for uh, joining me and making this uh, show maybe the greatest show we've ever had. Um, so, uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday. Tanner will be back as well. So have a great week, everybody.